You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Screeners. This is Chad. And I'm Chris. And it's the two C's. That's all you get today, people. But it's the power of the C's. I don't know what that means. I don't either. Add them together. Super creepy. Like I don't know. It's a cool logo, maybe. But anyway, (laughs) so it's Chad and Chris, and we're gonna do kind of a uh, a double feature. We're gonna talk about Lego Two. We're also gonna talk about Alita Battle Angel going to be a good time had by all. In the Mm. meantime, don't forget to check us out on all our social media channels. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. On Facebook, just search for the Screeners Podcast. And you can always email us, ScreenersCast at gmail.com. So Chris, you ready to go? I'm ready. Let's do this thing. All right. Not a lot of fluff. Let's just get right into our very brief, spoiler-free review of Lego Movie 2. Once, everything was awesome. Now, everything is bleak. Hey, Lucy, I brought you coffee. Coffee, the bitter liquid that provides the only semblance of pleasure left in these dark times. Oh my goshness, did I interrupt you brooding just now? Times have changed. You need to change with them. We have to be tough and battle ready. Look, a shooting star, make a wish. (gasps) Oh no. And that is from the trailer of Lego Movie 2. Mm. I think it goes without saying that the original Lego Movie was a big surprise breakout hit. Yeah. A lot of controversy around it not being nominated for Best Animated Feature that year. That's how much love it had. Phil Lord and Chris Miller really used that to kind of springboard into the popular consciousness of of everybody. And they've been making literally every movie since, (laughs) uh, except for Solo. But we won't get into all that. They're writers on this one. It's directed by Mike Mitchell, the cast returns and so Chris I guess what we'll do is we're not going to do like a full breakdown review today of this one because we've got a lot of Alita that we need to dig into but let's just talk briefly about our reactions to this so my question to you is yes not just what did you think about this movie but let me take it a step further do you feel like this movie as a sequel justifies is its existence right so a lot of times there's a Mm. big quality dump from uh, part one to part two, do you feel like this succumbs to that same trend or uh, does this stand on its own right? Well, here's the thing. And I think us being parents may cast a shadow on my opinion because I saw this movie with my children, right? They love the first movie. They are big Lego fans. And I had a blast in this movie. I thought it was wonderful. Um, I didn't see any, I'm guessing it, it didn't do well at the box office. Is that what you were saying? Or it just not nearly as well as the first one. It's not like a total disaster. I think worldwide it's sitting around 80 million or something Mm. now after, but it's been out for two or three weeks. So it's definitely not the hit that the first one was. I don't understand why that is. I think this is clever. I think it's funny. My children are singing all of the songs, listening to them all over the house. So if you have kids and you enjoyed the first one and you liked Lego Batman movie, I don't see, this is not a quality dip at all. Uh, In fact, I would say it is 
quite enjoyable. I love the actual, and I feel like it might even be a little bit of a spoiler, so I won't ruin it, but I like the actual message of this movie. I, that it, is, it does beat you over the head with it, uh, uh, but, yes. <laughs> I, but I still think um, that if you are a child, it might be lost in translation. So I think they do a very good job of explaining it for the kids in the audience. Here's what we're trying to say. And I think it is a wonderful message, uh, especially if you have siblings. And I, I just, I don't know, I really think... They nailed it out of the park. I had fun in it. I think it was fun. I laughed many times, many inside jokes, leaning over to my wife, Melody, laughing together at those moments. And the kids saying, wait a minute, what did that mean? Why, why did he say that? But they had a blast too. So it wasn't like it was an inaccessible film for them or us. It's kind of a great family place, uh, family film. So I, I quite liked it. I had no, no issues at all. In fact, I think it is, it's up there. It's up there. I don't yeah. know what that means, but it's up there. Okay. Well, no surprise there. Chris loved it. Yeah. I mean, Chris loves things. That's okay. I did. I'm going to have to back down just a little bit from that. I, I agree with you that it is very clever. Yeah, yeah. It has a lot of a lot of jokes that kids are not going to get, and that's okay. The first one did, too. I mean, pretty much everything around Chris Pratt's Rex Danger Vest is hilarious, but hilarious to me, not necessarily to my six-year-old. He doesn't get all the in-jokes about Raptor Trainer and all that stuff. Right, yeah, 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 it, yeah. But he just, he, he actually is just like, oh, it's Raptors, right? So it it's works on its own. It works thing, on its own. Right, yeah. But for some reason, for me, for this one, what you said was exactly where I was going to lead with, which is the first movie, I think, was a lot more subtle in the message that it that it gave. And this one, while I certainly agree with the idea that, sure, for the children's sake, you probably need to restate the theme over and over and over again. But for me, it just became a little bit too much because it sort mm. of impacted the story and the characters reacted in ways that I think was really more towards just making sure we got it instead of what may have been the funnier version or, hmm. and let me say this too, and I don't want to, again, it's hard to talk about this without getting too deep into spoilers, but let me go ahead and say, we're going to spoil the first Lego movie, the specifically the ending of the first Lego movie. So if you don't right. want to hear that, you should skip forward about two or three minutes and then, and then come back. But at the ending of the first Lego movie, we flash into real life, into uh, human life. And we see that there's a family here that's been playing with these Legos that we've seen the entire time. Yeah. And that reveal was great. It really, in the first film, worked so well. I don't, for this one, I get the limitations of why they had to do that somewhat differently here. But I think, without getting too specific, the way that that is integrated into this story, I don't think is works as well. It's a little, that's and that's where it gets really heavy-handed. Hmm. Um, the last 20 minutes or so, you you have five or six scenes right in a row where they all essentially just say the same thing. While that didn't break the movie for me or make me not like it, I it did overall feel a little bit less than the first one. And let me also say that in my six-year-old, Cole, we went to see this together, and he was very much like your kids, Chris, loved the music, was very enthralled with it. But like the last 30 or 40 minutes, he kind of checked out a little bit, right? And he didn't have that same reaction, even though he was younger with the first one. I don't want to be too negative because I applaud films like this and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse that are different, that try to explore some new territory and take an original approach to a lot of the themes that may be well-worn at this point in our lives. For me, it's just a little bit of a step down. Well, I mean, I think, again, like you just said, the first one did such an interesting, different thing that to 
expect that this film would do that exact same thing, which is like break new ground and technically, you know, be so amazing because we had never seen anything quite like the first Lego movie. So to expect that level of awesomeness is a little, I mean, you're just not going to get that. You just aren't. Um, And I think they did a very good job here of, like you said, they'd built this universe They'd built this world. Now, how do we play in it? And the end of the first movie, you know, they they introduce this new villain. And I think they did a very good job of making it all work together and fit together and actually have meaning and purpose without it just devolving into silly uh, jokes and really not much else other than that. So, you know, the first one you had had world building. There's no world building here, really. It was just more like, let's get to the heart of the story. And I think I think they did a pretty good job uh, of that. So I don't know. I, it, to sit here and 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 uh, criticize it too much, I think is rather silly. I think this movie is really well made. The the directors, the artists, all of the acting, the voiceover work, I think is is really, really great. It looks like nothing else. It feels like nothing else. And for me, I think just on that alone, it's quality, it's worth going to see. I, I can't I can't ding it too much for being a little heavy-handed at the end. So for me, and for my kids, I think it was uh, uh, it knocked it out of the park and, and we'll definitely be watching it many more times. <laughs> I'm sure that that is true. I'm sure that that is true. Well, that's okay. That's okay for yeah, yeah. you to, that's okay to you to, give a full-throated defense of it. Hmm. Uh, I don't, I, again, I don't want to come across too negatively. I just don't think, because I didn't, I didn't go into this expecting it to be amazingly new and fresh because it's the second time we've been there. So you, you only get that first experience once. It just didn't feel as cohesive from top to bottom as just kind of a story, but that's fine. Uh, Overall, uh, I think it's good. And I definitely recommend that you should see it. So Chris, let let me, let me ping that back to you before we jump into our next film. Yeah. Should people see this in the theater? Should they rent it? Should they wait and watch it on an existing streaming service that they have, or should they skip it? altogether if you've got kids and you like the first lego movie you know what you're in for there's nothing here that is like completely completely fresh so don't don't expect like uh to be blown away but if you if you liked it and you want more of it this is it uh this is more of lego movie it's just as clever it's just as fun it's just as enjoyable if you've got kids and they liked it go see this thing in the film in the theater yes it's a good saturday afternoon Yes, and I will agree that it is theater-worthy, although I will disagree with just about everything Chris said at the end there about it being just as good. But it's not the first time we've disagreed, and it definitely <laughs> won't be the last. And I have a feeling that some of that may be Speaking about to happen of which. here. <laughs> so with that, let's jump into our full review of Alita Battle Angel. You told me the story of the war when the ground shook and the sky burned. of the ones that survived, who awoke to a different world, where the powerful prey on the weak. But that's not the way it has to be. When I found you, your very human brain was miraculously intact. The loneliest feeling not to know who you are. All right, that was from the trailer from Alita Battle Angel. This is the latest from Robert Rodriguez, and the IMDb summary is as follows A deactivated female cyborg is revived, but cannot remember anything from her past life 
and goes on a quest to find out who she is. This definitely has an all-star cast. Uh, Christoph Waltz, Jennifer Connelly, Rosa Salazar is in the titular role. If you were to see her walking on a street, you probably wouldn't recognize her, though, because they have changed things quite extensively. And I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about the technology uh, involved in the very look of this film. So let's dive in. I'm excited to hear. I, I just saw this movie maybe two hours ago, just walked out of the theater. And I have many thoughts, Chad. And I cannot uh, wait to discuss them with you. So why don't you just tell us what you thought? Give us your initial impressions, and then I'll give you mine, and then we'll jump right into spoilers, because I think we should do that quickly. This is a movie where, very much like you, Chris, I don't think you knew a lot about it other than maybe the very first teaser trailer, which is the same way I went into it. Nope. I was aware... Uh, about the series, the manga series, but I'd never read it, but I was just on the, I know enough and have read enough anime and manga stuff to kind of be aware of it, but mm. this is one specific series that I had not read. Right. Uh, I did know that James Cameron, he had had this film in development for a long time, maybe like 20 years or something like that. Mid-90s, I think is yeah. what I read, yeah. So never got it off the ground, and I've always been intrigued with Robert Rodriguez. Of course, when I was in college, his book about the making of El Mariachi for like $7,000, I believe it was Rebel Without a Camera was what it was called. I read that thing five times, and I was excited. I was a little concerned when they bumped the release date to February because it was originally supposed to come out last Christmas, but I think that was a smart move with everything else that came out last Christmas. So I went into this excited because, I mean, uh, James Cameron is a credited screenwriter. He's a producer. Robert Rodriguez is directing. They have a big production budget, which is what you've got to have. And I came out of this movie conflicted. And so I saw this with a friend and he was more positive, I think, overall than I was. Although all of the points that he made about why he liked it, I agreed with. Yeah. And all of the points that I made to him about why I didn't like some of it, he agreed with. So I feel like this is a movie that is full of just a lot of conflicting things related to quality and the story and the visual. So let me just you, say you, you could have just stopped. This movie is full, full stop. Yes. This movie is full. It is full. Yeah, it is full. It, well, it's two hours. It feels like, well, let me put it this way without spoiling it. When the movie ended, I felt like I needed another like 30 minutes to, to actually get to where I wanted to go. But yep. Overall, this movie is strange because there are things about it that I think are phenomenal. I think visually, this movie's incredible. Oh, man. It looks amazing. I mean, from the from the set design to the world building to the to the work that they did on the, the central character, Alita. And while she certainly doesn't look human, it she looked great to me. I mean, mm -hmm. I bought into her as a character, as a real functioning face i can't i can't say anything bad about the visuals it looked it looked amazing now there's a lot of cgi and there's certainly some scenes where it's cgi overload but just in general it looks amazing yep. i think the concept behind this world and behind this story and the way that certain things happen with artificial intelligence and how consciousness is transmitted from one thing to another and how people stay alive or don't and humanity's interaction with robots. It's just really fascinating. Hmm. And I think the core of a really good story is in there. Unfortunately, the script fails at almost every level. It's written very poorly. I mean, there are 
so many different instances where the people are speaking at the audience instead of to each other, where they're trying to jam down all of this exposition so that you understand what this means and how this works. And then on top of that, there is so much of that, Chris, you've already mentioned that it's full. Yes. There's so much that has to be established, the groundwork to the universe and how things work. And it's so heavy with that. Everything is sort of shortchanged on the character development side. For me, it was one of those things where I I never felt super excited or thrilled at any moment, but I enjoyed a lot of the action. I enjoyed a lot of the set pieces, certainly from a visual standpoint, but it's so jam-packed and is so poorly written mm. that I left out feeling negative towards it while at the same time appreciating a lot of the potential that was there because I feel like with another with a, another script behind this concept and the visual prowess that's on display, yeah. this could have been great. I mean, it could have been great, but for me, I'm just lukewarm. I don't hate it, uh, but I don't love it either. I'm just kind of right in the middle. What yeah. about you? Um, so I loved, loved, loved the first like hour and 15 minutes of this movie. Maybe, maybe, maybe a little less than that. The first act and a half. Wow. Okay. The first act and a half. Look, the world building in this thing is so impressive. No doubt. Um, the visual effects, the production design in this movie is off the charts. The I world agree. looks incredible. Uh, it feels like nothing else. It's got that cyberpunk feel, but in, I don't know, it's not quite Blade Runner because it's bright. Um, right. So it, it's, it, it feels so well. It feels familiar and yet very different. It's its own look, but yet you can still like understand where it's coming from. Everything in that first, from, from the, until, there's, there, we'll talk about it in spoilers, but there's a moment yeah. that comes where Alita finds a piece of herself. And the moment she puts that piece of herself on, I was not a huge, huge fan of this Interesting. film. Interesting. Okay. Um, and I, I liked, it felt a lot like a, the very beginning felt very much like a superhero movie. And I was like, like an underdog. Like an origin story. Origin story. And I was really down for it. I thought it was really, it felt good. It felt grounded. And then they introduced this sport. What is it called? Battle Ball. Battle ball or something, yeah. That was, I don't know. There are definitely no rules to that game. <laughs> it's awful. It, it's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. It is. It just it didn't work for me. I liked it when they played it in the neighborhood at the very beginning of this film. Right, um, I agree. But everything else after that just felt... It felt like they... Um, they started telling a story that I wasn't very interested in. And there's an in, there's an interesting story to be told in this universe, like a prequel to this film that would be interesting to see. And uh, maybe what comes a little bit after this movie that would be interesting to see. But the last hour that the, the story they decided to tell for me just fell really flat. And I was super disappointed because I was down. When I started watching, when, I, when this movie started, I was like, wait, what? I kind of love this right now. This is unbelievable. <laughs> spec- this is so good. It looks great. It feels great i love these characters there's like a moment of like uh who's the who's the old dude that fought dracula in um bram stoker's van helsing van helsing it's got like a little bit of van helsing in it where you you're fighting the like van like all this kind of cool like callbacks to other stuff that you're familiar with 
but they just drop all that stuff for, like you said, in a really bad script, and it's kind of disappointing, man. Like, they, mm. ugh, this should be better. It should be. And it every because you can tell there's so much passion on the screen. It looks, yeah. It, it's just, it's, it's disappointing because it could have been great. It really well, could have been. Do you feel? And this may have just been my experience, but I read a lot. I watch yeah. a ton of movies. Yeah. Right. I'm a fairly smart guy, and. I had no idea what was happening a lot of times in this movie from a plot standpoint. There are so many characters that I, I had trouble identifying who's the bad guy, who's the real bad guy, mm. who's who's who, who's doing what, what's the thing we're supposed to be doing now, right? Because there's so much in there, and that, for me, also short-circuited a lot of the payoffs that I wanted because yeah. I could never get behind the idea that, oh, yeah, we did the thing because I was still confused about but what is the thing? I mean, it may have been, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I didn't ever feel lost. I just felt like there was a lot of MacGuffins that solved the problem really quickly in this movie. Like they would set up like an issue and then it would be like, oh, you know what? Actually, that's not a big issue because this character suddenly had a change of heart or like, oh boy, this is going to be a really big problem. But oh, guess what? If you do this one thing, you get a golden ticket. And so it, there's just a lot of that kind of like... Uh, setting this wor- setting in the plot anyway, setting these things up, and then there's be this really easy solution that was not readily apparent at the very beginning. It almost, I don't know, self destructs the reason for the story even to be told. And I understand what you're saying because well, yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't mean I was lost as much as like for example, there's a. It's hard to talk about this without spoilers, but there's a subplot that yeah. starts the movie off with a thing that's happening in this world. Yes. And then nothing ever happens with that. And then there's <laughs> yes. a, a, literally they never address it. And then this other thing happens that's related to going to this place. Yes. And nothing we, happens with it. Nothing that... happens with that. And then we're also told that this one character is the quote unquote big bad. But then that's not really true for this film. It, Anyway, it just and then there's there are these bounty hunters, and so we take this jaunt down this whole thing with this subplot about these yeah. bounty hunters, and I, then we don't really pay that off. And so it wasn't that I was lost; it was just I couldn't emotionally plug into any of them because there was so many of them. Here's what I would say, and this is the reason why I said it: I think this movie worked when they were in the neighborhood, like when when if 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 they would have stayed in the neighborhood and told the story of her discovering who her whatever we want to call him dad is Christoph Waltz's character and like discovering what that means in this like underground world and all that. The moment this movie became bigger than that, I didn't really like it all that much. If they would have stayed in the neighborhood and just told that story um, without trying to dive into this other big world, or they would have just moved very quickly into the big plot. I just feel like they had way too much. They were trying to, yeah. Uh, to balance, and it unfortunately just all came crashing down into a mess, rather than a, you know them being able to spin all those plates. In my opinion. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I really, I just, I, I, this movie just looks so great. The the main character looks so wonderful. Mm-hmm. It just, it's just a bummer that it goes where it went. Yeah, I mean it's a hundred and seventy million production budget, so Woo! that's no that's no joke. And it it came out over President's Day weekend, and it currently sits at about a hundred and forty million worldwide. So I think it's I don't think it's going to lose money because domestic domestic it's about forty, so it's going to maybe hit sixty to eighty million dollars. But worldwide, I think it'll ultimately end up at least breaking even, which that doesn't necessarily foretell a good future for a sequel, which 
we'll talk about again in spoilers. Please, but, let's um, talk about because what you're saying right now is making my heart drop. Because yeah, you anyway, know what happens. <laughs> yes, let's. I mean, yeah, let, let's let's get into. Can we get into spoilers so we can talk yeah, about this stuff without being veiled? Yeah, let's give our recommendations before we jump into spoilers. So, yeah. same question to you, Chris. Uh, yes. Should people see this in the theater or not? yes go yeah i mean it's, hmm. <laughs> that's very convincing <laughs> yeah it, i think so i really had a great time in imax 3d i think if you didn't see it and you're looking for a spectacle of a movie i think you're going to enjoy this if you're looking for anything deeper than that i hate to say it but you know you could probably see this at home and enjoy it just as much so that's interesting i did not see it in 3d how was the 3d so good so wonderful i mean honestly if you I can understand why that might take away. It actually adds to the enjoyment level. There are many moments where a character is holding, you know, a sword or a weapon or whatever. And in just the correct way, it is, they're definitely built this to be seen in 3d. And it's, I think it's the best 3d I've ever seen. Actually. It is. It's amazing. I'm trying to think of a better, a better example of 3d. I don't think so. Cause it's subtle enough, but yet immersive enough. And it is, it's really nice. That's okay. Really nice. Okay. Cool. Well, for me, I w- uh, <laughs> I know, right? Because I, you know, I disagree a little bit because I do think seeing this at home would be a pretty big step down. I mean, I, I think it would still look amazing, but one of the best things about this movie is the way that it looks. But ultimately, I, I put my scale together based on whether I think a movie is theater worthy. And so I think for this one, I would have to go with a rental uh, just oh, from a ouch. quality standpoint. Yeah, I think really? I do. I do because there it's so it's so bad in so many ways while at the same time being mm. cool. Wow. Um, okay. And I, so right. I think like I think your average moviegoer would go into this and maybe not necessarily appreciate the nuance of some of the visual artistry that they see. So, I mean, in the action, the action as good as the action is, in yes. my opinion, it's not great. So right? hang on. There's, can, can I ask ahead. you a question real quick? Yeah. And, and before we get into spoilers, because I think this would be a good sure. discussion. So I don't know what you thought of Aquaman. What did you think of Aquaman in like two sentences? Uh, I thought it was good. Okay. I enjoyed it. I like this movie better than I liked Aquaman. And Aquaman is seemingly mm. getting all of these, like, you should see it in the theme, and everybody's going to see it. So, honestly, I think this movie, just just from a pure, just, like, I'm telling you. I don't know, man. I'm telling you. I don't know. I don't know, because the heights of Aquaman took me to a higher place than the heights of this movie. I guess all if right. I, overall, if I just stack them up, I, I don't think there's a plus-minus one way or the other for either one of these they're about okay, the same I'm for not, me i'm not trying to compare them i'm more saying like but the, you just you say, when them. you say thir- theater <laughs> theater worthiness <laughs> i think this movie is more theater worthy because it's unique it's different it looks unlike anything else i more so than what aquaman is i feel like aquaman and this movie are an equal footing there's no like nothing that elevates it into like amazingness but i for some reason aquaman has gotten the social consciousness you know revved up and this movie has not and i think this movie is more worthy of that than what i mean aquaman i can is. i can get on board with that i would just say the opening the opening sequence in aquaman that culminates in nicole kidman's fight in the home I was more excited in that moment and about that scene than I was at anything in this movie. Hmm. Because, again, I appreciated what I saw in this movie, but it didn't thrill me. 
And that's because oh, man. Rodriguez is great. That bar uh, sequence, dude, come on. That bar the sequence. The bar sequence was cool. And then as it goes the, underneath the bar sequence, I mean, that entire sequence is amazing. Are you kidding uh, me? I don't know about amazing, <laughs> oh, but it was cool. On. It was cool. I agree. There's some there's some dumb things in there that's that actually enhanced that whole scene. Yes, that are, that are, so good. And that's, that's the anime-ness coming yes. out for sure. You've got to know you're getting into so. that, though. But I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's not dumb. I'm just saying that it is oh, yeah. super impressive and amazing. Like, it's fun. Well, I think I'm kind of agreeing with you because what I'm saying is I actually think that just taken as a standalone piece of entertainment, I think it's rental-worthy, not theater-worthy. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I would say, however, if you're going to see it, I strongly suggest you see it in the theater. <laughs> doesn't even make sense it makes perfect sense because if you rent it and watch it at home you're gonna you're gonna at me and be like like, that was terrible (laughs) and if you at you see it in the theater you're gonna be like yeah it was kind of bad but it looked pretty good see i'm just i'm covering my bets chris i'm covering my bets wow let's move uh, into spoilers before we confuse the audience anymore come on the first rule of fight club is you do not talk about fight club well you look nervous is it the scars you want to know how i got them there's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware of what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. And in the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. And he's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. Then I woke up. All right, so let's dive in to some spoilers, Chad. You know, honestly, the the biggest part of this problem that I, I mean, the biggest part of this film that I had a problem with is that it just never goes where it's telling you it's going, which is this big bad guy in the sky, even the city in the sky. It is a part of this film from almost the first frame and we don't actually get there and it's left for a sequel that's what i responded to i we have a um, communication um, app that we use for the podcast and i just said um it felt like this this is half the story Uh, and all that rollerball stuff could have been cut away and we could have gotten to the actual story that would have been much more interesting and that's what was disappointing to me is i felt like they set up a world and then they just were kind of putzing around and didn't actually get to the point. I was really disappointed by that. Really disappointed. Yeah, and I think that's the world that we live in, honestly, Chris, because I think that I think that is the point is they went into this saying <sighs> it's franchise. We're not gonna yeah, we're not gonna tell we're gonna get as close as we can to telling a complete story and still allow us to have a cliff cliffhanger because this But they is didn't the, tell a story. There was no conclusion to the story. Agreed. No, I totally agree. This is a one of the most overt cases of just we're just gonna stop the story now, yeah. come back to see the second one, because I thought for sure there was another fifteen minutes or so. Yeah. Even even if it was some sort of confrontation that they maybe like at the end of the force awakens, for example, where there is a confrontation, but they're split across the chasm and it's going to, we'll see you in the next one. Right. But in this movie, they literally just get the two pieces onto the chessboard, and then 
he looks down at her, and we see that it's Edward Norton, and then she looks back up and holds a, up her sword, what and then a that's dumb it. Reveal. Game over. What a so dumb, dumb reveal. What are we supposed to say? Like, oh, Edward Norton's in the next movie. Who cares? Exactly. Who yeah. cares? That is not interesting. That is nope. that is, that is pandering. It is so dumb. I, I I I really was. I got angry at the movie when this happened because I was like, you know what? I was looking at the time, and I realized there's not enough time to get up to the sky, understand what the sky thing is, the sky city, and who this vector was the guy that she kills at the end. Um, but the other, I can't remember what his name is, whatever it is. But I just, it just it really, it bothered me, Chad. Like I, yeah. I, cause I had a good time with it. And then I realized I was kind of being duped. And that's, that's, that's the, the, the taste in my mouth that I left with as I walked out was I've kind of been duped and they're not going to ever make this movie the sequel to this movie. So this movie has to stand on its own from this point moving forward, which means the chances of people actually enjoying it are very, very, very low. Like for, you know, it's not going to become like a, a cult classic simply because there's no story here. There's no ending. It's just a sizzle reel of amazing, awesome visuals and opportunity, and it never actually occurs. And right, so, so tell me again why people should see this in the theater. And I don't know, never mind. Worthy. Don't see this movie at all. Go away. No, because of that first hour, man. That first hour is fantastic. It really is. I mean, I guess. It seems kind of, yes. Okay, so let's let's wrap up the thing on the ending before I, before I go where I was going. But Please. I do think that is one of one of the problems that you run into uh, if you compare this movie to other anime adaptations like Ghost in the Shell, Speed Racer, those kinds of things, is that as bad as those movies were, and Ghost in the Shell, I, I can't remember, I think you liked it a no. little bit? No, no. Ghost in no? the Shell's, yeah, is, is uh, okay. really disappointing. When you compare this movie to those movies, on the one hand, you can very clearly say, well, this is superior to those in almost every aspect from the performances. Speed Racer. Speed Racer is pretty great. Oh, oh, I love Speed Racer. Don't, I, I always get yelled at for how much I love Speed Racer. But I just mean in no, general, the, the adaptations that have come, the live action adaptations yeah. uh, of anime material have not historically been that strong. And so you can say that's probably what's frustrating about it is because you can say this does so much right, right, and yet the biggest sin that it commits is that it gets to the ending, and instead of nailing the landing, it literally says, oh, just kidding, come back next week. Correct. And that is just not acceptable. I think that's probably a little bit why, and spoilers for, for Avengers uh, Infinity War, that's probably why we discovered that that was your most disappointing movie yeah. of the year, because it, it wasn't really a movie. And this movie does the exact same thing. Exact I same agree. thing. I agree with you. I do agree. I, I, I think you're right. This The ending of this movie is frustrating. It's like I said, it's almost like a big middle finger to the audience. Like you came out for a movie. Guess what? You got to come back and see what happens because there's mm-hmm. this big bad guy in the sky that we haven't even seen. He just took his glasses off. Edward Norton. <laughs> he just yeah. took his glasses off. <laughs> so, so, so bad. It was. And you know, the thing is, is Edward Norton is a great actor. And as you've already mentioned, this cast is phenomenal. You oh, it's haven't wonderful. mentioned, uh, it's got Mahershala Ali in it as so, well. I mean, yeah, he's great. It's in just, it. yeah, it's universally great. But the, and, and that goes back to my original complaint of the script and the story, right? <sighs> it's just everything around it, the trappings, the universe, the characters, the actors are all top notch, but the story and the script fails. And so that's why it's this weird dichotomy of those two things happening at the same time, yeah. which makes me say, I don't hate it, but man, I sure don't 
really like it very much either. Yeah. And again, like I said before, there are so many stories that they could have told. Like if they had told the prequel, the, this this Martian war where that she was a part of, if we would have seen more of that or if we would have understood like like I said before, just the simple idea of world building. If there could have been a small story with Mahersha Ali's character, him being the ultimate bad guy and we knowing that the entire time and never leading to this other person. And she thinks she's defeated the bad guy. And now she gets to go to the city in the sky. But there's one guy who's actually been pulling the strings the entire time. Dun, dun, been dun. Great. Then it would have yeah. been fantastic. Okay, great. Been great. But that is not what we got. This movie nope. doesn't even doesn't even give that moment to nope. us. It is no. Nope. But let me tell you what this movie does give us. So it gives us this boyfriend character, <laughs> and he dies, and then he's brought back to life as another. They're this, cyborgs. this hybrid cyborg They're kind cyborgs. of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Cyborg. He has he's died, right? He's been killed. No, and yeah, no. I mean, he's he's they keep his brain alive. I get it. Just hang 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 with me. I'm trying to walk you through the logic in one okay. of the most infuriating scenes of my maybe ever in my movie going experience. Please right. Go. So he's dead. Kept alive by his the brain. They sneak his brain out, right? And they're going to put obviously repurpose it into a, a mechanical body. Make him a cyborg. He wakes up. Okay. He doesn't even know what's happened, obviously, because the last thing he remembers, he was dying in Alita's arms. When he wakes up, what's the first thing that he does? I just think I'll march up this big <laughs> tube in the sky. Like, I don't even know where I am. I don't even know how to use my arms and legs yet. But you know what? I'm marching towards this big tube in the sky. And so without Alita, my girlfriend, yeah. without my girlfriend, just going to go because what what could happen? That's a solid plan, right? Yeah, Alita dumb. goes up to get him and he's knocked off. She reaches over to save him uh-huh. and she can't. And he falls to his death. So Maybe. now, no, he's dead. So now let me let me recap. I'm sorry. Hang on. You. Alita did the exact same thing at the beginning of this movie. That's what she was discovered in this big pile. Wait below. a minute. I'm just saying from an emotional yes. crescendo standpoint. The boyfriend character who we care about has just died, but been brought back to life. And 35 seconds later, he Killed marches again. to his death again. What What am I watching? This is the dumbest sequence of events I have ever seen. I was, can we just kill this guy? Like, don't give us the hope that he's going to, he is a new cyborg power and they're the new dino couple. No, I'm just kidding. We, we, we literally risked our lives and spent 15 minutes setting up us saving him so that a minute and a half later he could die again. I'm so confused. No argument. I'm so confused. No argument for me. It is dumb. It is really bad. It's just little dumb things in there. And I do have a question too, and this, I don't want to geek out but i do have a question are we to from what i can tell right this mar she's from mars and this whole battle happened yeah. hundreds of years ago 300 and years 300 years ago it, has her head just been sitting in a dumpster pile for 300 years well i don't know i don't think so i think it I had recently fallen down it was probably probably up in the city out it was what, what i felt hanging like out in the city yeah and then somebody found it and <laughs> was like what are we gonna do we use this and then they threw it away <laughs> <laughs> Stop ruining this film for me. I like this movie. That makes perfect sense. (laughs) I mean, look, here's the bottom line. This is an anime. It's, it's, it is, it's meant to be silly. 
I, I would compare this movie to a Marvel film and The Matrix. Um, it feels very like it could have been amazing. Great world building, amazing possibilities. They just, like you said, did not nail the ending. They did not know where they were going. And if it could have just been a smaller story, all about her dad fighting as, what are they called again? Um, hunter killers. Hunter warriors hunter or hunter warriors. something. Who so knows? bad. I mean, like, they would have been like the hunter warriors. Oh, and it was man. like, like, you know what I mean? Like they were being like manipulated Dude, by. Don't get me started on that. What was that whole thing even anyway? Then we just opened doors and we just walked down this hall and then you give them an application. I like, I don't even understand any of that stuff. Well, you just become like a detective. Like it's you become oh, a bounty hunter. A bounty you hunter. You just become a bounty hunter. Yeah. Just by how you just walk up and open that door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She she shows how cool she is. She just says, I'm okay. cool. And they're like, All right, fine. The little head pops wow. up and says, Cool oh, Alita. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. This is what I'm saying. It's like the world building around that idea. Because it's like John Wick. So yes, there's very so many much so. cool things in John Wick in the universe. And you totally buy into it because the story works. Here, there's so much story and it's so convoluted that... It's too complex. You can just be like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool, but I wish I cared about it. That is, I think it's an interesting thing. If they would have made this movie much more like John Wick in that it is a very simple story and then at the very end it becomes much more complicated and you're like, oh, and then, you know, the next one could have been... Yeah, I I think this movie just it bit off more than it could chew. It was trying to tell too much story. Like I said at the very beginning, it's too full. It's too full. Yep, it is. But I still still had to blast that first hour, man. (laughs) And I will. I'll watch that first hour again and really enjoy it. Are you going to watch that first hour and then turn it off? You're not. You're going to watch the whole thing. I can tell. I'll watch it with Melody. Uh, We didn't see it together, so I'll probably... Yeah. I definitely want. I didn't want to get. I want to get the special features and, and just like see this movie being made because I think it's just Robert Rodriguez on the side going <laughs> more story, more plot points, make the we eyes bigger, more characters. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway. Okay. Well, anything else, Chris? I don't think so, man. I I I think I've said what I need to say. Well, I th- I feel like I've accomplished a lot and made you see that this movie is not as good as you thought it was. And so if that's all that I've done today, this has been a productive day. And I think I made you realize how amazing the first hour of this movie is. And mm. it's theater worthy. So, you know, mm. whatever. I think we both, we, mm. we both, uh, anyway, I don't, I don't, I don't think, know where I was going. I don't think we've done any, th- any of what we just said we did, but such is life cool you're listening to the screeners podcast all right guys thanks so much for joining us on this awesome episode just chad and i i think that's you know two good two good looking guys talking about movies it's all you need uh next week or next episode we're gonna be talking about how to train your dragon the hidden world follow us on twitter follow us on facebook join the conversation see you again next time and that's a wrap You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.